Good morning, good morning, good morning. <laughs> You've reached another episode of Channeling Yamelin. This is an organic process created by me, for me, in a way to align with my highest expression of self. Normally what I do is I take time out of my life to sit and get to know me. <laughs> I use imagination, uh, creativity, visualization, and a process of getting clarity of who I am, how I live my life, um, what direction should I take in the things that I'm creating and um, the problems that I'm solving. And I started to realize one of my biggest obstacles in creating the community for teens and young adults is how to run the society by getting out of the way. My intention is not to create that which exists already that we know is not working, <laughs> in education, where it's where we dictate to the being who they are and how they should be in life. And um, so I started to research the ways of power and specifically Robert Greene wrote a book called The 48 Laws of Power. And I thought, hey, right there. It's a great place to just start and just contemplate. How do we interact with power? Is it in our in our um, best interest. Are there sometimes that it works? Sometimes it doesn't. I really don't know these answers. I'm just going to use this process. It is a little different from my normal podcast of self-inquiry. I am getting to the point in my self-inquiry where it's now about, all right, Amelyn, spend the time with the podcast really um, focused on other more than self because I kind of got my standing. I still do my inner work all the time and I probably will continue. But right now I want to focus on some other direction, which is understanding. Um, and then offer that as a collective. I mean, it could be interesting to others. I don't know. But I'm always encouraged to document my history. So here we go. So with the 48 Laws of Power by Robert Greene, the very first law we're going to go over and then I'm going to do the same process I do. I'm going to go inside. I'm going to be in, in alignment. So very quickly before I go into that, if you've never heard a podcast before, you might want to pop into a past one and then you'll get it. Um, maybe. <laughs> I know it's a little odd. But uh, basically what I'm going to do is I'm going to use my imagination, visualization, and um, creativity to kind of go through my unknowns, right? My spacious, space of creation and find out what does this mean on the level of humanity? And again, I don't know if I'm just talking out to the ether and getting information back, if it's my unconscious or whatever, this is just the process I use. So the first thing I'm gonna do is always ground into my way of being. That's how I start all my work. And that just means I visualize roots going deep into the earth, which signify why I exist as a human. I live here to express I live here to grow, to learn things, to build skills, and ultimately to connect with the potential of humanity and all life forms by connecting with them. Um, and then uh, that's the roots of my tree. I don't have to worry about why I'm living this life. This is my expression. I am growing right now, and all of my intention is to connect to others. So, woo, yay, successful life. <laughs> okay, the next thing that I do is how I um, live my life is through unconditional love. So unconditional love is I'm trying not to resist the existence. So that is just it is, and then how do you respond from it? When you don't have to change something from its own identity and existence, there's a different interaction that you have with it. So if I see something and I'm in resistance to it and I say, ah, oh, that should not be, there's a completely different um, 
uh, process of thinking, way of being, um, actions, all of that flows from there. So I use unconditional love. It is what it is. How do I respond to it? And response allows for tolerance, patience, compassion for self and for others. Once you learn unconditional love for self, you just allow you to be who you are and then you navigate yourself um, the same way you would with others. Wow, very powerful. And I fall off of it. I'm not always with unconditional love. It's a skill you build. It's not just like, bing, there you go. You are, you know, infinite. <laughs> Take some time. Okay, the other thing that I use is my path. Whatever you're focused on. So I'm focused, right now we're gonna be focused on power. So my path that I'm walking at this moment. Now a path is what I say is what your focus is at the moment. And I don't mean I'm going to the grocery store right now, but you could, why not? Why couldn't you make your path of faith, like this is my highest good at the minute daily level, right? So even brushing your teeth, you could be like, this is my path because it's in my highest good. It's whatever you choose to be in your ultimate highest good. You commit to walking that path, to honoring that way of being, to being a disciple or a follower of that way of life. And then surrender is just that you give up anything that's contrary to it, right? If my purpose right now is to... Um, to understand power, then I'm gonna have to give up, you know, there's this other book that my roommate had about decolonizing religion that I'm like dying to read, but I have like three books <laughs> on um, humanity and force and power and authority and all that like in front of me and I'm like, oh my gosh, I so wanna read that book just because I think I, I have a little struggle with <laughs> religion and I think that it'd be fascinating to see how it is from the outskirts, right? The stories um, told from the outskirts, but I can't, I can't right now. <laughs> I have to stay committed to my path. So a path is just a matter of focus and then surrender is how you stay in focus to that. Uh, alignment, everything's in balance, so I will be balancing uh, my expression. Everything has a synchronicity, I mean, a synchronicity, a sustainable way of being that's in balance. And I see that white light through my body. Next thing I'm gonna do is I'm gonna remove uh, my ego. My ego is nothing more than the programming, thoughts, beliefs that I have, habits, all of those things that I curated to represent the amelin form avatar that everybody interacts with and that i use to maneuver this planet um that sounds so weird i'm like talking like an alien no like humans i just see humans as 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 just like if i was studying frogs i study humans so sometimes it comes out that way like i'm talking of them like i'm not part of them but i am obviously <laughs> i can't believe i'm trying to clarify that i'm human <laughs> Okay, <laughs> all right, the last thing is in the present moment. Okay, so I'm gonna remove my ego. Anyway, I don't wanna fight with the new things coming in, so I just visualize it as a flame on a candle, and I move it back through my body and over to the right. Again, all I'm doing is saying I'm here to work, not to argue. And then um, finally, the present moment. Nothing exists in the past. Those are memories that are changed based on who you are today. So um, memories are, are not truth, and um, my imagination is not truth either, <laughs> though I'd like to believe it's reality. So the future doesn't exist. It's only now. So I'm going to take four, seven, eight breaths. They're kind of a mindfulness practice to get in the present moment. And that's where I'll do my work. So again, I'm not fantasizing in the future or reflecting too much on the past. Here we go. I feel so stuffed up today. Woo. Mm. 
Before I go in, though, I do want to read what we're going over, the mastery thing. Um, so Robert Greene wrote the book, The 48 Laws of Power. And the first one is never outshine the master, which is make those never make those above you. Oh, it says do make those above you feel superior. Don't brag or showcase your superior talents or it'll make them dislike you. So you want to um, make the other person that with the power, the person with the power feels secure. So it's not dangerous. There's no threat. Um, never outshine the master. That's what we're going to go in and just ask. And I want some more understanding about that. To me, it's hysterical. Never outshine the master. Come on. All right, but I'll go in and we'll see what comes up. Four, seven, eight breaths. I'm going to ask what's in our highest good to know today about never be the ma never outshine the master, and then we'll see what comes up. And it comes through in visuals, so I see pictures, and then I narrate them and try to follow them to make sense. I have no idea what's going to be on the end result when I start out the journey. I'm just going to have faith that it will be in the highest good of all of us. Here we go. <laughs> When I take that first breath, my shoulders relax and it kind of pulls on my collarbone a little bit, but it's like, oh, so nice. One more just for good measure. All right, let me move my ego, alignment, unconditional love, face surrender. All right, so what is in our highest good, not just myself, but anybody else that comes across this message, what's in our highest good to know today as we look at the 48 ways of power and get more information around them? So the first one being um, never outshine the master. What's in our highest good to know? about the belief system to never outshine the master. Here we go. Okay, so immediately I have the light. Um, <laughs> I know this answer is way too easy. Okay, so I have the light. There's like a light in front of me and it's like a glowing lamp light. I don't know. It's like a, let's just say it's a light flowing, um, glowing in front of me. It doesn't have a source. It's just a ball of light. But from that light, it's like, out, how, how, how could you outshine the light? You know what I mean? Like, it's like, don't even question um, outshining the universe, outshining nature, outshining the divinity of everything, because you can't. Everything else is not a master. Everything else is nothing more than a narrative trying to use the power of everything and funnel it through themselves in limitation. So never outshine the master is really just saying never outshine the light. It's impossible to do. You align with the light. You don't outshine it. But again, the light that's your master, and that word of master sounds one above the other. It's one with the other. There is no um, hierarchy in, in connection. One with the master is one in alignment with all that is. You cannot outshine all that is. You become part of it. Now let's take it down to the um, individual person aspect. 
Um, this is a fear-based lack mentality, um, finite game, uh, fear-based. It is so fear-based that I will not shine, not outshine the light, but I won't shine my light at all for fear that it may contrast to the brightness of another being or existence. And whatever role that we put them in, we can put them as the master or the authoritarian lead, or we can put them as, you know, the child on the, on the doorstep playing, on the footstep playing, um, doorstep. I don't know what they're, they're showing me a kid playing on a patio. And, um, and it's like, who is your master is what you're determining. And you're probably putting your master in a position with your greatest fear of loss of control of your own life. If you have a master, that means that is the only game you get to choose and you're fearful of losing it. Therefore you manipulate your way of being. You cower within the shell of a narrative so that you can perpetuate this storyline. But the storyline is completely made up <laughs> in a protectionism. I must protect that which I have because it's not real. It's only in the narrative. So how do we do that in today's society? We have to stop playing today's society. That's it. It's like, how do I play the games of yesterday? Continue playing the games of yesterday so that I can avoid the repercussions of the losing the game as it stood. Well, sometimes everybody has to lose the game for the game to change. And, and what I mean is the game is no longer worth playing. People do not want to show up and play this game. So why are we so terrified of perpetuating it so we can't lose it? And all the laws of power that are going to be coming, every single one of them is if this, then that. It, it's a it's a cause effect that is an imaginary narrative created for a situation of the time. So the very first one of never outshine your master was for kings and queens. Real power didn't exist. It was handed to them through a bloodline. And you must ad adhere to that narrative to be in that space. So... We talk about it's not possible. That which is, is that which we must face. But that isn't a limited view of what our expressions are. Humans have migrated throughout the planet because they are changing the position of that which in the environment they were interacting with. It takes a lot more effort to live a life than it does to follow a narrative of a life. The game is broken. Nobody wants to play anymore. So why would we even conceive of trying to play a part in a game that no longer brings joy for anyone? You can't outshine another. Now, if it's an ego struggle that we're talking about, like don't get into an ego battle with an individual that's there with resources to help you in your life expression. Right. And, and if it's not, if they're not there to support you and collaborate and you guys are not in the highest good together, why are you together? You don't want to feed something toxic so that it grows. You want to be in alignment and understanding so that you can find your flow. Never outshine the master. It's impossible. To outshine everything that is. Never outshine another. 
you must dampen your own existence in order to avoid a contrast from the outside environment? Do you see how that is um, not life-giving, but life-suffocating? We felt trapped in the narratives because we knew no better. We know different. There's no reason for us to return to those games and ways of being. You'll never outshine the master. There's no fear. It's infinite. There's no need to limit the greatness within you for fear that it will shine in contrast to the greatness in another. Because if it was their true greatness, they too should not fear the contrast of another. So in this, I'm looking at, I'm, I'm watching this, I guess, narrative. I'm, 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 I'm saying what's coming to me as I watch this scene, but it's the scene that I'm seeing is, it's like the medieval times, right? And the people just feel hopeless based on their lifestyle at that time. They're like, this is it. If I don't live here, I can die, right? So they're like, I must advise with these um, emotional, um, cognitive, all these realities versus my physical, right? The physical survival reality was first. Please understand the physical survival is not necessary as the main focus. The reason why not everybody is able to survive is not a resource issue. It is this authoritarian um, limited game that we continue to play. <laughs> That's what's funny. Okay, so I get this. So it's a hindrance, um, but, it, but I do see the process of it. Well, we still need to play this way in some situations. I'm thinking politics. How does anybody maneuver politics without bowing down to power? They don't. They're playing a game that no longer works for them out of fear. They are so afraid of losing the game, they will not attempt to play authentically. There will be a lot of people that lose the game when they play it differently at the beginning. But the more people that show up and continue to play the game in the new vein and way of being, then they will begin to win as a collective. Because in showing up to play the game in an authentic way, they change the game. It's only in that lack and fear and dominance of your mind that you continue to feed energy into something that's broken. You never can outshine the existence that is, the master that is. You could shine brighter in contrast to some other expression around you. Could be human, could be other. You could shine brighter than that expression. But that's only in the contrast of the moment, in that way. There's a bazillion ways that we all show up. We're configured so uniquely that it, you know, it's comparing apples to oranges. Think more about the relationship that you're trying to play these games within. Well, they're bringing up the politics. So if you are fearful of your political leader because they are so adamant about their power that you must cower in it, question yourself why you would play that game. 
And the world is infinite. We can't use excuses anymore that this is the only, you know, town that I live in. I don't have any other options. I got to work at that accounting firm. This is the game I have to play. Wrong. Limited. We have options. Yes, they're hard. Yes, they're scary. Yes, there's risk. But the more people that show up to play the game in a new way will change the game. You know, it's not even about what's right and wrong. I'm out. Um, that's what I said. Okay. So it's not even, I get it. So the power game is about a perception, a way of being. If you feel power is even necessary in the game, you may show up to play it with others or you yourself might take a role in trying to get power. You know, I personally can definitely see where <laughs> this never outshine the master. I use that manipulatively because I've taken jobs in the past that I was way overqualified for, but I didn't really know how to um, run that aspect of whatever I wanted to do, right? So if there, let me just give you an example. If there was a business that was doing printing and I really wanted to put out something that was a printed product, I don't have any skills in that. I don't know what the hell I'm doing. So I'll go accept a job paying $10 an hour just for me to be able to go and learn. So I'm like working for education, not for the measly $10 an hour, but for learning to getting the skills. So I guess that is a way of manipulation of power because I'm not trying to outshine the master. I'm actually trying to dumb myself, not dumb myself down, but you know what I mean? I'm ignorant in those ways anyway of whatever I'm doing. I'm there to learn. So um, I can show up ignorantly just so that I could be like, what's this? What's this? What's this? And, and they give me access to things somebody intelligent may not be able to have access of because and then they'd be fearful that I'd steal something. I'm not, nothing, nobody owns something. First of all, I'm not really trying to ever replicate what somebody's doing. I'm trying to learn ways of being and, and functioning in the world so I have more ideas and, and accomplishing what I'm trying to do. But that's manipulation in terms of um, I knew what I was doing and I was manipulating in human form to get what I wanted. That's, I think, the ultimate storyline I'm going to get into is why do we feel that we have to manipulate the world? We fear that the path for us is not actually open. Yeah, why do I need to manipulate things? Why couldn't I just go to those printing um, places and say, hey, can I work for you for, oh, they'd be like, no way. What are you talking about? <laughs> well, I don't know. That's the thing. These limited beliefs just right away flew into my mind and said, well, we have to, but we don't. It's just a programming. I just, it's easy to believe that because it's always been there. Okay. So let me take me as a leader. Oh my gosh. If anybody tries to cower their gifts in front of me, please, I'd rather not be in that position at all. I'd, I'd, I'd step down. I'm like, who am I to limit the expression of another being? It doesn't even behoove me in what I'm doing and creating space for others to have true expression. Could you imagine if I wanted to um, dampen their own expression for my own ego? But I know in the past I have definitely put people in their position um, just because I wanted to be in mine. I felt insecure in what I was doing and my authority of the, the education or the role gave me a little boost in my insecurity, but then it also separated me from the person I was dealing with. Yeah. Oh, where is this journey going to take me? It's it's kind of like 
overwhelming, obviously, because it's changing the entire dynamics of how our economics and collaborations and everything works. Like, can you honestly say there is a place of creation that you're playing in that is not fear-based or a limited game, a finite game, one that one when, where people need to win and people need to lose? You know, I'd like to believe that in some of these companies that I see working, that they're building up to that. Again, education reform <laughs> is what I'm in. So most of education reform that I hear is about removing the authoritarian, um, the master, from the learning experience. That's what I want to do. I want to take the, the professors out of, um, off the stage, off the stage in front and as a guide on the side. Because uh, we can be Googled. Things can be Googled. But experiences facilitated by somebody that actually cares about the broadening of the minds and experiences. All right, now I'm just rambling. Okay, we're done. Uh, tomorrow I'll do another one. I'll do uh, a power law each day. But <laughs> to be honest, I already know the answer of all of them. <laughs> it's unnecessary to use any of these techniques on another human. The only way, reason why we do it is out of fear, limitation, and our own lack in belief that we can find a way where we all exist. Our limited belief is what creates these laws. And we're, we're too evolved by now. We know too much to go back to the days of the kings and queens, right? The monarchies, the, the masters. That's just redonkulous. Just completely redonkulous to play that game again. Yeah, I'm going to end it here because I'll just ramble forever. Thanks.